The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. You know, we just ended the Pentecost week. What a week and what an awesome God we serve. Many people who responded to the instruction of spending time with God, ask the Holy Spirit, be led by the Holy Spirit, have been reporting a lot of testimonials about their supernatural encounter with the Lord. So I decided to continue talking about the Holy Spirit and also our stages of supernatural experiences with the Holy Spirit. It is exactly different and opposite of how we prepared in the world on what we're used to. And I'm going to prove it to you in the scriptures. Okay. So what a week. We just ended the week of Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks or Harvest. For me, the week was too short. I have so many things to confer with the Lord, so many things to learn from Him. So brothers and sisters, do not ignore the Holy Spirit. He is the source of our power. And He is the only one who can reveal Jesus to us. Keep in mind, He is the source of power. He is the source of revelation. He is the only teacher who can teach us of the ways and the things of God and how to operate in the kingdom of our God here on earth. And he is the one who can lead us to the ways of God and to reveal Jesus to all of us. I know I'm sounding like a broken tune, but I need and I want to emphasize this, that The Holy Spirit is our source. That is why he is sent here by God. As I said in previous broadcast, even Jesus depended, relied on the Holy Spirit to lead him when he was on the earth. Even after he was raised from the dead, he still relied and was led by the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verses 2 and 3. Acts chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. See that? He was already resurrected from the dead, and all power and authority have been given to him. And yet, he relied on giving his apostles the final instruction by and through the Holy Spirit. Okay? So I'm reading Acts chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. That is important. Keep that in mind. The last thing that he spoke about is the kingdom of God. Verses 4 and 5. On one occasion, 
While he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. What happened in the upper room to that 120 men and women, that was baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's what happened to them. They were baptized by the Holy Spirit. Right? Okay. And Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, and I'm going to repeat that again later. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power or you will be endued with power. That is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, you will be empowered. Once you got the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you continue on with the things of God, you are now empowered to empower others. Okay. In Acts chapter 1, verse 6, 7 and 8. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Remember, before the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the disciples were not thinking of themselves even, they were not thinking about themselves. They were patriots and they are longing for the day that in their own country, that their power or their kingdom will restore back to the Jewish people or to the nation of Israel instead of them being subject to the Roman Empire. It means to say that in Jesus' time, the entire nations of Israel, they are not the head, they were the tail. So there is nothing wrong about the disciples asking Jesus or expecting or hoping that the kingdom will be restored back to the nation of Israel. There's nothing wrong about that, okay? But in our spiritual walk with the Holy Spirit, we go through different stages and we will become a powerhouse as an individual, as a ministry, as a nation, that's why United States of America is a very powerful nation in spite of, of our failings because it is still one nation under God. So they were asking Jesus and Jesus explained to them, but they did not get the revelation until they were baptized by the Holy Spirit. He said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It means to say that he was prophesying to them that you are not just going to focus on the nation of Israel. You are being handed the whole world. And that is the plan of God. Your personal prophecy or your personal ambition or desire might be big. But if you're going to ask God and if you're going to wait on the Holy Spirit, His is a lot bigger. That's one thing I love about Him. One of the things I love about God. 
And we, we go through different stages. So the apostles are first, the disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ first, they were flunkies. They did not make the grade. They were called out in the marketplace. They were not called in the synagogue or in the Bible school. They didn't make, they didn't make the grades. So Jesus came and called them forth as his disciples. And automatically, here they are, the most anointed rabbi and a prophet in their days is is calling them and telling them, you will be my disciples. It means say, you will be like me. So it's already a promotion when they encountered the Lord Jesus. And then they've seen signs and wonders and Jesus spent some time with them. But even then, they were satisfied then. But Jesus said, no, it is good for me to go away so that my Father in heaven can send the Holy Spirit to abide with you forever. He is your teacher, he is your counselor, he is your advocate, he is your friend, and he will guide you into all truth. Right? Okay. So the stages, the different stages in our spiritual walk, in the spiritual walk of the uh, disciples, it was already set in motion. Then, when they got baptized by the Holy Spirit, something happened that never been recorded in the history of the church, and it's never been recorded in the Old Testament. They started speaking in other tongues. Remember, there are more than a hundred thousands of people in Jerusalem that day. Why? Why there are so many people that day or that week in Jerusalem? Because it's Pentecost, is the Feast of the Weeks. Jewish people are required to celebrate Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks or Harvest in Jerusalem. And they heard Peter spoke in their own native tongues. Remember, there are more than 100,000 people there in their different dialect. So that was totally unheard of. And people naturally started to explain this phenomena. They were saying, oh, they were drunk. But it was only nine o'clock in the morning and they were not highly educated. Mrs. say, no, it's too early to be drunk even for them because they have not gotten their coffee yet or for some their tea. Right. So this is the first time that speaking in tongues was ever recorded. First time the church of our Lord Jesus Christ manifested. There is no mention of church in the Old Testament. We were under grace now. We stopped being under the law. And the first time of mass salvation was ever recorded. 3,000 new converts or disciples. Glory to God. You know, those 3,000 are not members, okay? They were not members of the church. They were disciples. The apostles, led by Peter and John, stopped As soon as they got baptized by the Holy Spirit, they stopped focusing on the restoration of the kingdom to Israel. They were transformed. Peter started prophesying. He started teaching revelation of Christ. They never experienced or never been in that place before. The Holy Spirit empowered them and led them there. Do you want to see supernatural things? You'd better allow the Holy Spirit to introduce new supernatural things to you and follow his ways of doing things. 
So look at Peter. He became bold. He was so confident like never been before. He was fearless, uncompromising in his stance. In Acts chapter 2, verse 29, fellow Israelites, remember, listen to this. Remember when Jesus was arrested, all the disciples scattered away. They were afraid, except for some women. And with Peter, he was under pressure because they said, we saw you with him. And he denied the Lord Jesus three times. And he got baptized by the Holy Spirit. Now he became confident and he was bold. In Acts chapter 2, verse 29, it says, Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day. Isn't that amazing? He started building his case. Hey, David died and was buried. And the tomb, his tomb is still here, presently. And when I read that, and, and I was like, Lord, said, no wonder you allow yourself to be buried in a borrowed tomb. It saves money. It saves land. Because he was only buried for three days. So he only used it to store his physical body for three days. How practical. I'm getting sidetracked, right? But I thought, I thought I shared that with you. I love the Lord Jesus, in case you don't know that. But he, it's so practical. No wonder it's a borrowed tomb. Because he can pretty much afford to prepare for his burial, okay? When Jesus became poor, is only at the cross because of us. But he had the money. He could have prepared a coffin made of gold. Remember the fish with gold in its mouth to pay uh, Peter and his temple tax? He can do that. But he's trying to show us something. and said, look, I'm going to use it for three days. So might as well borrow one so that they can reuse it again. Okay, I'm being sidetracked. Let us go back to Acts chapter 2, verse 29. I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne, meaning Jesus. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. So now we know when Jesus is coming back, right? He's going to remain seated at the right hand of God until his enemies become a footstool for his feet. It means that the body of Christ is at the helm. The prophecy about the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence, we need to believe that and we need to take that very seriously. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit to teach us. 
because we'd never been this way before. We need the Holy Spirit because why? He can propel, we can propel the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ when we obey and when we are at the helm in every sector of society, implementing his ways of doing things. So, until. So, do not look for Armageddon and all this rapture. Those things will not happen yet. Jesus is coming back for a church without spots or wrinkles. Armageddon is not happening while the church is still here on earth. Focus on that, will you? And take your post. Did I just give you a hard time? I did. Good. I'm getting somewhere. Glory to God. So let's go down to Acts chapter 2, verse, uh, starting with verse 36 again. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Look at the boldness of Peter, wherein a few weeks before that, he denied three times, Jesus three times, right? <laughs> but he said, oh, well, I denied him three times, but you all crucified him. <laughs> When the people heard this, verse 37, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise I want you to listen to this. The promise is for you and your children. You don't have to be concerned about your children. Follow God. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. God called me. He called you. Okay. Verse 40. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. On the sideline, I want to talk to the leaders, if you're called to be in the leadership position. Our Lord Jesus Christ is very clear with his instruction in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, and Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. You go to all nations, make disciples, and baptize them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We preach the gospel in power and we make disciples. Let us convert every member of our congregation to be our disciples or to be the disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. Introduce them to the Holy Spirit and encourage them to be guided by Him. What if they leave? Let them. They belong to God. God is our source. God will make a way when there's no way. Let them live in peace and bless them, even though we know it's not time for them to branch out on their own, so that when they realize that they still need our leadership, they will not hesitate to come back. Yes, it hurts every time. I cry for each and every one, some for a long time, but the Holy Spirit searches the hearts 
And if their hearts are right, they will find their way. They belong to Jesus after all. In the meantime, when we are assured that when we face Jesus, we will not be ashamed because we followed his commands. So let us teach them everything that we got and cover them with our prayer, encourage them, inspire them. People of God need to be in their post. They need to find their way and implement God's ways of doing things here on earth. Keep in mind that the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, even though you are a born-again Christian, you will still be living outside the gates of the kingdom of heaven. And outside the gates, there are a lot of challenges. Okay? Anyway, the disciples, after they got baptized by the Holy Spirit at the upper room, they were transformed into different kind of people. They understood prophecies of long time ago. They became confident, fearless, and they focused in preaching about the kingdom of God, like Jesus commanded them. When you preach about the kingdom of God, you are preaching Jesus. So the disciples, from nationalist to a globalist, from under the law, to become priests and kings. And they started operating in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So awesome. You read the book of Acts. Wow. So I want to encourage you to spend time alone with Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus to you. My first encounter with the Holy Spirit, they were awesome. They were intimate, they're personal, and they are for me, for my own encouragement, for my own testimonies, and for my own growth. Then the Holy Spirit transitioned me to revelations of different kind, so supernatural experiences of a higher and deeper level, visions, prophecies, and this time they are not for me. They are for his people and for the nations. So you need to start somewhere. You need to start with personal intimacy with God. All of us, this should be one of the requirements as soon as you get born again. You cannot preach the gospel in power by just studying about it, by just being a student of the Bible, by just praying or going to the Bible college or seminaries. If you want the power, if you want the revelation, if you want miraculous results, you need to enroll in the school of the Holy Spirit. His requirement is you must be born again and you're admitted. Are you getting this? It's so exciting. In spite, like I said before, in spite of the many challenges that I faced and all the painful experiences and challenges that I've been through, and said so they pale in comparison by just thinking one of those supernatural results. Don't ever believe that Jesus doesn't talk to us anymore. No. He sent the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit not to speak. 
and reveal Jesus to all of us? No. It means to say that those people are propagating it. They never heard the voice of God. They never had supernatural experiences. Because if you do, nobody can convince you otherwise. Because you know how taste the Lord and he is so good and so awesome. So the supernatural experiences are here and now. They are for you, for everybody who accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It is a wonderful experience. And all of a sudden, you do not focus on the problems and challenges. You know what I'm saying? You focus on the kingdom of our God. And it's so awesome. And he takes care of those things that concern you. And I'm running out of time. Join us in our Sunday services. We are located at 8419 Callahan Road off I-810. And also, we are on live stream every Sunday at 11 o'clock. You can go to our website, www.sogmi.org or YouTube and just type SOGMI. Okay, And our evening service is at 7 o'clock on Sunday and Wednesday. So God bless you for tuning in. Until next time, remember, enroll in the school of the Holy Spirit. God bless you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.